As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. Good to have you joining us back here in the Unlucky Lounge for a brand new episode of Draft and Draft. Friday Night Podcast Edition, your draft on the go, the cherry on top of your week Sunday. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of this, the Unlucky Lounge. And joining me, as always, is the 2-2 that's always there for you on turn number two. His name is Borak. You ready to relive, let's say, a memorable day? You know, at this point in the day, you were actually passed out, so hooray. But we're going to be reliving a little special something known as Geist of St. Traff's Day, my unlucky lounge rats. It's the Mirror of St. Patty's Day, but here in the Blind Eternities, we celebrate a certain spirit from Innistrad. And let's say the celebrations do get quite spirited. Before we get into that and our Friday night draft, a few bits of housekeeping and upkeeping. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, bleav.com or wherever you download your audio goodness. Keep your midday blues away with Believe. And the show is here because of all of you, my unlucky lounge rats. Thank you for tuning in this and every other week. And if you want to continue the show and all the fun, limited connections that we can create through Magic the Gathering and beyond, find me on my socials. On Twitter, on TikTok, and YouTube, Draft and Draft Corey. You can find my personal Insta, Corey Damone Enriquez. And if this show is giving you some joy, think about giving back by utilizing our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash draft and draft. Help us keep the lights on here in the Unlucky Lounge and a big thank you to all of my current patrons. I couldn't do the show without each and every one of you. Well, friends, the housekeeping is done. The sorcerer's broom is put back into the conjurer's closet and allow me to paint a picture. The day, 17th of March. Geist of St. Traff's Day was raging here in the Unlucky Lounge. Borok was having himself a good time. Ain't that right, my friend? And the night slowly began to dwindle. And as it did, I decided to hop onto Zoom with a few of my friends to celebrate the occasion that is both here in the Blind Eternities and, of course, 
is Worldside on Earth. We got together to do a little Kaldheim draftage while enjoying each other's spirit company. Now, just so you know, the label of the show did get the E for explicit just because we were having a nice casual time. It's nothing too outside the realm of craziness, but just enough for me to still want to mention it to any and all listeners of any types of ages. So please keep the content warning in mind as we're going to swing back to the feature table for a special candid look at me and my friends all the way back from the original five episodes, Jesse and Jason doing a call time draft. So do you, um, Corey, do you agree with the conventional wisdom that uh, Snow's best, followed by Giants, followed by Red Aggro. So actually, I've been shying away from Snow recently because mm-hmm. Snow, like, I, I'll I'll take lands early because you can go into multicolor stuff like relatively reasonably, and the format's slow enough, and the uh, explosive plays are big enough. So like, I'll take like a Snow Duel here and there, and then like, if a pack is kind of weak, I'll take a Snow Land, and then if I find Snow Payoffs, great. But I'm not like trying to actively find them as much because. You can really only support a, a proper capital S snow deck, two to three decks per game. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, that that's pretty much how I draft it too. But but like, I'm usually pretty happy to end up. Like, I don't I don't take I don't take the lands over like removal, unless I know I'm in the deck. But I take the payoffs high, or at least the really good payoffs high. So there's like the big five. Uh, Behold the multiverse, Demon Bolts, Saru's Packmate, sorry, Glittering Frost, and then Ravenous and the Worm. Those are the big five to me. And then, it, like, it, you, you mean have to know deck? No, just in general. Like, that's that's the big five. You have to meet that bar. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm like gonna look at lands. Oh, sure, I see what you're saying. I mean, do you do you not have Bergstrider in that list? I have Bergstrider. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bergstrider's up there too. Yeah, no, Bergstrider's there too. Uh, but you're right. I've that actually shit, come like, down on Glittering Frost. Yeah, I mean, you can find them kind of late, but I think Glittering Frost is flexible enough that I want to take it pretty hard. Sure. It's like the ultimate, like, flexible card. Yeah, I guess I I don't feel that way about it anymore because I think it's, um... I think it's really only good when you have snow payoffs. I don't want to play it as a ramp spell. I only want to pay it, play it if I have, if I'm getting value on the snow. I'll give you this, Jason. Or, like, I guess if I have, um, like, the Cruel Ultimatum or something. Yeah, the oh, I call it bear ultimatum because number one, my bear tender is cool. Oh, bear. Rock, a bear. And <laughs> bear it also, ultimate. it also makes a better name for it. <laughs> it does make a bear. It, do, it you gain two, you draw two, you deal two. It's bear ultimatum. So, do you um do you agree with the conventional wisdom that has um and I don't mean among random people, I mean among like pros and stuff that has packmate as number one common? Yep. 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 Pretty much. You do. Okay. Yeah, uh, I told Jesse this. Like, the the uh, seventeen lands did this study of turn two plays. It's like if you foretell mm-hmm. a card on turn two, you're fifty percent to win the game. If you uh, if you cast any other card, you're like fifty six. If it's like Demon Bolt, you're up to fifty seven. But if it's Saru's Packmate, it's like sixty four percent to win the game. Like that is yeah, that is telling. <laughs> like that is really telling. People were talking about like that's the best common since like Sprout Swarm or something. That's too bold. Sprout Swarm is different. Well, they're not comparing it to Sprout Swarm. They're saying it's the best common printed since Sprout Swarm. I still don't think that's possible. I I don't like that. I don't like it. I just don't. I think Sprout Swarm is on an axis beyond itself than 
It's like saying like the best rare in the format than comparing pack rats or something. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And let it be known, Sprout Swarm is not in Time Spot Remastered, and articles have said they try mm -hmm. to like shift it up rares all the way up to Mythic mm -hmm. Rare just to try, and it didn't get there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's also pretty telling. It was just still mythical. Truth. Well, this is quite the pack. I mean, we got Dream Devourer, Colossal Plow, uh, Dig Through Giants, i.e. Dig Through uh, I Cosmos. That card is very good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but there's I also Agar, which is funny. Over it. With 20 seconds, are, are you all into Glimpse or Agar? I think Agar is... I think Agar is higher upside. I mean, it's yeah. gold, so I could see either way. Yeah, I mean, I could... Honestly, I think they're pretty on par. I love them both quite a bit. But uh, I'm very happy with Agar drawing me multiple cards. Ooh, well, there's also like now a Frostbite, which I think is really nice with Agar. I mean, there's also I mean, Invasion of like the Giants. Frostbite that high? Yeah, I do. It's like, I, mean, I think you, I think you will wheel Invasion of the Giants. Agree. I is think there you're an definitely argument? Will. Is there an argument for Raven's Warning, or you think that that's just not enough better? Not enough better to go off color. Okay. Uh, Jesse, what do you think? I, mean, like, I, I think we can wield the invasions. I, I hate I, I'm down Frostbite second. I think Frostbite's like, right. Like, I just don't think it's good enough to second pick, but, like... That's a fair argument. Like, I'm, 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 I'm entertaining either Frostbite or Ice Tunnel, really. Like, I like Raven's Warning, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather go with one of those two cards. Because like, yeah, Grixis I mean, Control is a I mean, thing. Like, Grixis Control is a thing. I guess I would take the Frostbite. Mainly because the invasion of the giants is here. Yeah, good point. We can table that. Well, we could have two. We could have two frostbites. We could also have a snow-covered island. I like breakneck berserker, not the deck for it that we're trying. But I'm kind of down for just like now jamming as like this or the snow-covered island and trying to really get there with snow or frostbites and agar. I really don't love frostbite, but then let's take the snow-covered island. I mean. Yeah, I don't know which one you're supposed to take. I think you're supposed to take one of those two. Yeah, Jesse, what do you? I think? like how I can tell that I can tell that you've drafted this format, Corey, because you didn't even mention feed the serpent in the last pack. Oh God, no, no, feed the serpent's a trap. Jesse, what yeah. do you think? Frostbite well, or, or, or Snowcrow? So. I'm kind of I'm actually kind of leaning towards Frostbite the more I talk. Jesse, what do you think? I guess you could take the island. Like I don't know what the payoffs you're looking for. I'm just trying to set up for something, you know, like. There's plenty of snow payoffs, like, you know, I'll, I'll take a Hawk. I'll, uh, you know, Avenge Caller, stuff like that. I mean, here I'm looking at either Augury Raven or, I mean, I guess another Snow Covered Island. I kind of don't want that. I'd rather just take the Raven, honestly. I mean, there's also a Lijarakin Seekers, but... I think it's a pick between the Gold card and Raven. I think that Gold card's very good. Really? Which one is that? King Narfi's Betrayal, Chapter 1. Draw two mm. great cards. Hmm. You know what? I'm kind of interested. Like, I'm kind of interested. Like, like, go back to Grixis Control kind of thing. My my inclination is to take what I think is the best card in every pack, but so let's, I would probably let's go be with taking this. But I also probably would have taken Raven's Warning, so. Oh, uh, point. I think if you think you're going to be green or red-blue giants, you're supposed to take the other one. Well, I don't think we're necessarily red-blue giants. I'm willing to be flexible on it. Like, here, we there's a Sot coming. There's another Frostbite. There's Lajara Kinseekers, which has impressed me a little bit more over time. I mean, that's also just a late Feed the Serpent. It could be that, black, that you're supposed to be black. Or are you I'm on the, like, not... I will never draft black? 
I'm not on the I'm not on the I'll never draft black, but I don't want to commit myself to a double black card. Okay. Uh, I would take see it coming. Jesse, you like see it coming? Saw it coming. It's fine. Sweet. Come in. Oh, saw it. I'm in. Well, now now we have a, a raven here. Like, what a nice like a pick six pack one augury raven. I mean, I mean, depart the realm, <clears throat> haggy mob. Like, this is beautiful. I think we're in the right color. I mean, that's like a late lindworm, but you can't take that. Yeah, we're not we're not quite close to lindworm, and that's a good point. But we're just gonna take the raven, I think. Yep. Wow, and now there's like sculptor of winter. There's also a priest. Like maybe we can try and priest it up, and like we could still potentially splash red with the agar and the frostbite. I mean, if it were me, I would slam the Lindworm here. I think that's like a sign. I think that sure. you have the kind of deck that can do that. Sure. You're not yeah, really I... seeing blue red giant stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. We can take a, a Lindworm here. I mean, maybe you don't play it. Maybe you're still blue red, but I feel like you're giving up very little. Well, there's another Lindworm now. Yeah. I mean, this card's just format warping. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, hey, members don't well, give a shit. <laughs> they, they don't, but I'm not going to take a, a Mammoth Growth, though, with that in mind. Probably just take a Scorn Effigy. It's not a great card, but considering like how we started, I'm pretty happy to take a Scorn Effigy here. Sure. I kind of hate that card, but it's okay. Yeah. I don't I think, think none of these that... cards are making that. Yeah, in an ideal world, I think you're right. Hmm. Okay, we wield that Giant's card, so I think you probably should try to be Giant. Well, you have double Lindworm, too, though? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that in that realm, I want to take more Disdainful Strokes if I'm going to try and play the Lindworm game. Yeah, I suppose this is kind of a point of decision in the draft. Kind of is. But I think we're giving up less with taking the, the Disdainful Strokes, so I'm going to take that. There. Oh, there's Kin Seekers here. It's a pretty late Kin Seekers for what that card does. I'm pretty happy. Bale, I guess. Yeah, well, now we're going to take a Snakeskin Veil on pick 12. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, there's another Kin Seekers. So this is like this is a good example of like, yeah, snow is a great deck, but we're not seeing any snow payoffs. We have a single snow covered island. I'll take a glittering frost for fixing, but you know, that's kind well, of Well this is why like my my attitude towards the, the, the snowlands is like, okay, so like here we have a pillar, for example, right? That that would probably mm -hmm. be my pick out of this pack. And then I would just like now that I had a pillar, I would start valuing the snowlands much higher. That's sure. like how I basically do it, is I get the payoff first before I look for the lands. It's funny, because I actually do the other way. I make sure that I have my snow lands before I dip into my payoffs. But like, there's certain ones that go above others, and one would be a pillar. I think part of the reason I do it is because like a lot of the good payoffs only require one land. True. And the fact that we have a like Lindworm now, color. two Lindworms. Yeah, two Lindworms. I mean, I think that you're definitely supposed to take pillar here. Mm-hmm. You, it's a good like you might wield Valfeld Fjord. We might, Who's we Bergie? might. Yeah. Oh, Bergy boy. Jesse, can I get a Bergy, 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 Bergy? Thank you. I just did it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I I was saying it at the same time you were doing it. So that's just like the internet right there. But I I love that we we're on the same page there. Bergy, Bergy, Bergy. Oh wow. Well, now we see a Behold. Like I mean, Beholds oh, are going that's... so early. Like I like there's a Augury Raven. But where I'm at right now, I definitely want this Behold Multiverse. I mean, I'll take Always three, Beholden. Like, I'll take like the first three Beholds over an Aubrey Raven. Like, I don't think you can have too many of that card. Would have missed one. Well, 
Yeah, how, well, or another like Mistwalker or another Lindworm. I think we're pretty happy to take a Mistwalker. Yeah, I think you want the Walker. I mean, it's good with Kin Seekers. Also, just like you, I mean, you have two Lindworms. I don't think you need a third Lindworm right now. Like, you'd play it if that. you got it, but I'd rather have a three drop. Jesse, you agree with the little Mistwalker action? I do agree with Mistwalker action. Woo! Let's let's walk some. So LSV and Ben S have that card in the top five commons. Behold, Mistwalker. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mistwalker. They have Mistwalker at number five. No, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with that. I think Mistwalker does deserve a spot up there, but I also think the second Behold is pretty great. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, there's the Avalanche caller. Yeah. Um. Hmm. You only have one Snowland right now. We have one. I might take that forest because that forest is on color. I don't know. I mean, it, I guess. Do you think how much do you think you're going to get pack three is maybe a question? No, you have the pillar too. I think you should take the forest. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It, I, it just we need the pillar to to be consistent enough. I, I the forest is right. Yeah. Sad to pass up an avalanche collar, but I think the forest is, is great. But I do think avalanche collar is on the same level of a payoff as an ice mine pillar. Oh, I agree. I think avalanche collar is busted, but this late in the draft, we're not likely to get as many enablers as we want. A little cruel ultimatum. Yeah, I'll take Wait, a little barrel ultimatum here. That card. Excuse me, what ultimatum is it? Oh, barrel ultimatum. Thank you. I mean, if I'm going to somehow use this audio to make a podcast episode, I want to make sure it's referred to properly. Thank you. Okay, that's fair. The bear ultimatums. <laughs> I want a glittering frost. That's what I want. I also want this mass vandal. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's, I love that card. Oh, man. A pick eight, um, pack two of mass vandal. Like, certainly, I, I, I expect this card to wheel. I really do. But, man, do I love me some mass vandal. Hmm. Okay, so I think Raven Wings is probably the pick here. It's, I mean, most of these cards I don't want to play. There's a Starnheim Corsair, which is nice, but I think I just want to take a Raven Wings. There's another Scorn Effigy, but I don't want to play a Scorn Effigy. Give it a choice. I would be looking at the Wings of the Planning. Um, mm. I hope neither is in my deck. Tend to agree with that statement. Hmm. There's another Mass Vandal. How many I'll of those will you play happily? Up to two. Okay, I, I think I've only ever played one. I think I'm, I'm just lower on that card than a lot of people, I think. But I do recognize it's good. Yeah, which is fair. It certainly, like, I think it changes in best of one versus best of three, three too. That's a good point. Ooh, look like, at all these Boros cards. Woo. <laughs> you, you don't like the reinforcements? Uh, no. I mean, not I guess it's like very unlikely to end up in our deck, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, not, not in a, a blue-green base deck. I might have Definitely. looked at one of those four fours that gets back in enchantment because we have Path to the World Tree and King Narfi's Betrayal. Oh, the Skull. Yeah, Ma Master Skull. Yeah, I, maybe I, I went past the, a little the, quickly. The white card that's not a white card. Yeah, it's the, it's the most non-white card white card. Now, this is an interesting pick. Right, there's I a Cosmos Charger. There's a Demon Bolt. Hopefully, you're going to table the Glittering Frost. Or we really want a Glittering Frost, I think. There day. was a Glittering Frost in pack two that we did not wheel. I suspect we won't get this one back, but I don't think we need it. We only have two snow cards, and they only need one land each. And we have, right. and we have effective a, uh, snow lands with the path. If we could get a little greedy and play the King Narfi's Betrayal and or Agar, I would love to do that. I think I want to lean towards the Cosmos Charger at the moment. Oh, I... I'm kidding. Okay, no, well, I'm just taking the demon I would bolt. Take the <laughs> no, just messing. Wow. Like, 
<laughs> Demon Bolt's too good. Oh, you were kidding. Okay. I, <laughs> I think we're on a delay. <laughs> I always hear everything you're saying. Um, hmm. So do you want this another interesting. path or a Grip Veil? Yeah, good You're question. Right to the point where you can activate the path. I think I would take the veil. I think so too. I want the pillar to be online, and we only have two snow sources at the moment. And you have three I mean, three with the path. With three with the path. Yeah. I think the path's reliable. Like at exact at two mana, I think you can count it as a snow source. Yeah. Hmm. So there's a sculpture of winter. Nice little mono ramp going into a windworm. If we can find a glittering frost in this. Pack that would be some pretty good gas. Is it better than this yeah. uh, Giant's Amulet or Raven Form? I guess there's a Squash too. I think Raven Form's bad. Like, I don't think we have a way to get rid of the 1-1, one -one, so I don't like that. I think I'm interested in the Giant, the Squash, or the Sculptor. How many? How much removal do we have? Not a ton. Yeah, we've got Bolts, Frostbite. That's really about it. I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what the pick is here. I think any three of those I would be happy with. I guess I'd rather have Sculptor or Squash because I think they're more, they're things we don't have access to. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a, fro a Giant's Amulet just because yeah, I think it's it's some good, like, flexibility. We have the Glittering Frost. Avalanche Caller, I think, is a little bit weak. Uh, I do like Lujara Mirror Lake, though. Mirror Lake's great, but I want to lock that Frost in. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I'm there with you. Glittering Frost is just really nice. I mean, that is the mm. sort of the card we were hoping to find. It's gonna, yeah. It makes that Demon Bolt we took in uh, pick one, pack three, mm. way more. This is a good you deck. You draw your Lindworm, and you still have a second one to find. Yeah, right. Rootless you. This is the moment where it kind of shines. There's a third Lindworm. There's also Frost Covered Island. Snow Covered. I don't Island. think you need that island. I think you're good on. I think you're good on Snowlands. The you? Yeah, I'm down. I'm interested. I'm interested. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. Hmm, so Church's God Heist has come up. Like, I don't want to take it here, but it is a card that has gone my estimation over time. I don't want to take a Snakeskin Veil. We already have, like, two in our, our pool. There's a Frostbite. There's a yeah. Grizzle Outrider. I mean, I suppose we could take a Frostbite, if only because we need more removal. Yeah, I mean, that one's not really good on the Splash, but... I don't know that you need that outrider. We have we have a lot of a top end. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take Literally. the frostbite. I think it's most likely to make our deck. Mm. Well, there's an Arctic tree line. It can help us activate the path of the world tree if need be. But there's also a third ravenous lindworm. I don't know, man. That path of the world tree is pretty when you get to do it. Yeah, I'm down for some snow land. Yeah, let's let's take the Arctic. You 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 honestly Where didn't need to do much to convince me. So here's this is interesting. Now this is where Jasper Sentinel could shine. Yeah, like I we've got double mass vandal, scorned effigy. You have um, you have like a lot of high end, and you have two draw spells, and you have a five color card. Yep. I think that card's fine in your deck. I think so too. Whoa! So second, so we did table the frost. Wow. There's also a pilfering hawk. I don't want to play two frosts. Yeah. I've kind of come down on two frosts. I'm up for like pilfering hawk here. I'm fine with the hawk. We have too much top Hockey, end right now. Hockey, you do come back. Hockey, you came back. Zulu. What, what's, what's his name? From uh, it is it is Pazuzu. Pazuzu named after an ancient uh, Syrian deity, I believe. Oh my gosh, we tabled the, the mirror lake. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty but nice. We 
12 pack 3 mirror lake. That's just. And the lindworm. Oh, wow. Man, this table. I'm not gonna. Oh my gosh. All right, well. Four lindworms? Last pick lindworm? <laughs> I don't think you're playing four, but just like, how do, don't people know this card's good by now? I thought people had figured that out by now. There's literally, there's literally no justice in the world when you get last pick Lindworm. Literally no justice. Well, my lucky lounge rats, as I said, this was a particularly canted look at my friends and I drafting via Zoom after Geist of St. Traps Day. So we're going to come back to you in just a second. Take a break, grab a snack, maybe even crack a pack. We'll see you in just a moment back here in the Unlucky Lounge. Welcome back, all of my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you've refreshed, refueled, and boy, oh boy, this return might be, well, one of the most significant comeback from commercials that we've ever had here on the show. Oh my goodness. Well, let's break down not just the deck that we are about to vault into, which we'll get to in a second, but instead, let's talk about some magic news that is happening right now and is lighting the internet afire. First and foremost... We took a break to watch the Strixhaven School College Campus Tour, and oh my friends, we are ready to go to Strixhaven. These five individually uniquely designed flavorful schools just really resonate with me between the pre-med, Witherbloom, the historical lore hold, the quick-witted and sharp-tongued silver quill. And my love, my darling, the Prismari. And of course, who can't love a good math group in the Quandrix? I think that this set is shaping up to be really cool. Now, in the past, I have definitely looked down upon guild sets in the past, Ravnica being perhaps the most notable. And even in some ways, I declared that Zendikar Rising was a bit of a guild set too, that the individual tribes ended up being the most relevant thing that you could do in that set. But there's something different that I'm seeing straight away here after the first uncommon cycle was spoiled. And this is the apprentice cycle. First off, let's talk about a mechanic known as Magecraft. This is reminder text mechanic where whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, you get to do something. What is most notable to me in this first day when we saw the apprentice cycle, this being two twos for the two colors of the school, each and every one of them have the mechanic of Magecraft. All the schools are thematically linked in Strixhaven. This is going to lead to some more intermingling, I believe, within the schools. I mean, for those of you who also live that college life like me, you know that sometimes you switch between majors, you take a bunch of different classes, and you just discover and enjoy life. And I have a feeling that that kind of essence, that kind of feeling, might just make its appearance in Strixhaven, especially with the prevalence of Magecraft already being seen here. The other thing that, oh my gosh, I am so excited for is the Learn Lesson mechanic. Now, I might have this a bit off, so I apologize, my unlucky lounge rats, but let's just go through the Learn Lesson mechanic. So cards in your deck are going to have the mechanic Learn. When you cast it, when it resolves, whatever the ability might be, you may reveal a lesson card 
you own from outside the game and put it into your hand. Or you rummage, discard a card to draw a card. Take, for example, what I think might be one of the most interesting comments that's going to be in Strixhaven, Pop Quiz. I just smile reading that. It's two and a blue for an instant, draw a card, and then you learn. Compare that to Divination. Two and a blue sorcery, draw two cards. Pop Quiz is going to instant speed draw you a card and then put a lesson that you own from your sideboard and put it into your hand. That's how that interaction works in Limited My Unlucky Lounge Rats. The cards in your sideboard are the ones accessible for the learn mechanic. Now let's take it a step further and take a look at a lesson that they spoiled. This is Pest Summoning. One and two hybrid Witherbloom mana. That's right. Green, black, hybrid mana. So it's a total mana value of three. One, green, black, green, black. It's a sorcery lesson. So on instance and sorceries, it's going to have the type lesson. This card says, create two one one black and green pest creature tokens with when they die, you gain one life. So let's say you cast this pop quiz. You can then put pest summoning into your hand at instant speed. This is like divination, but you guaranteed to get a spell. And what's going to be really interesting in the drafting of this mechanic, my unlucky lounge rats, is when to take lesson cards. I feel like you definitely want to just dip a little bit into learning before you really unlock the power of lesson. But it's not going to take that much because a card like Pest Summoning in itself is pretty playable in, I guess, the main if you need to. But it's just slightly underpowered that you prefer to have it in your sideboard and take advantage of learning the lesson. <laughs> See what I did there, friends? In any case, that's just my initial thought about learn and lesson and where we're going to go from there with this mechanic. Oh, so exciting. And truthfully, the learn lesson mechanic, it existed in other card games before, like Eternal, where you have a lot of access at the common and uncommon slot to your sideboard. And Magic has done it in the past too, so it's good to see that they're expanding more into that play, and it should be really fun. The other important thing to note is my phone and my tablet right now is downloading Magic Arena. That's right, MTGA is now sufficiently mobile on all platforms. Oh boy, I can already see my gem account dwindling away. <laughs> but it's going to be a great time, and this might actually give me inroads to going back on to Twitch. So stand by, friends. Maybe we get to do some more live drafts together here in the Unlucky Lounge via Twitch. Oh my. But that's enough of this and that. Let's go back to call time, go back to the draft from the Geist of St. Traff's Day, and let's dive back into some more call time. So, um, what are you recording this for? For the... For the podcast. For the podcast with the with Borok and, and all that stuff. I forget what the name of it is. Yeah, Borok is just at the bar right now. He's just chilling out. Like, he's, he's doing some, like, Saint Geist of St. Traff's Day stuff, like... He's really making sure that the the acing leprechauns are are appeased because it's the only leprechaun in the game. Well, yeah, I imagine as a bartender, he has a lot of work this time of year. Yeah, I mean, as our resident bartender, like life is not the easiest in the world. You know, it's not it's like it's not easy being green. Right. All right, so we got like path. We've got glittering hawk, bergstrider, glittering frost, and uh, bergyberg. Wow, like this hand's actually pretty good. This hand's the bergyberg. Yeah. So do you run up path first? I think we run up the hawk, the hawk first, right? I think you run up the hawk. I mean, you don't need the land drop, and you might get in for a few points. Yeah, why not? I assume you're not hitting it anytime soon. 
Plus our opponent started on Swamp, so I feel pretty good right now. Poor Swamps in this format. I think they're playable, but... Listen, Swamps had their day in the sun during uh, the uh, return... Uh, sorry, uh, Theros Beyond Death format, so I'm kind of like, whatever. I'm, I'm not too sad for, for Swamps. They had plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, so, my favorite little... formats have all the colors being pretty playable, but... Um, oh yeah, those those are definitely the best formats, don't get me wrong. It's just the worst color. I mean, some some color has to be the worst color, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Well, our opponent goes Yarl with no death trigger plus cold spell cleric. Well, feels pretty good for us. Yeah, it doesn't look like the greatest, but let's uh let's path the world tree. We'll uh we'll get a little mountain yeah. touch in. Plus we we also have that Linworm that we drew, which was which is gonna be nice, I think. I mean, they literally already look dead. <laughs> so you're you're, you you're not Strider and a and a Linworm, you're just dead. Yeah, this is this is quite the sequence. Like, <laughs> like what are they gonna do? I mean I don't know, but it, it's it's looking pretty good. Sure, we'll take four, go to sixteen, but we've got Pilfering Hawk, Path of World Tree, Iceman Pillar. They've got three lands, we've already got five mana on the battlefield, and they've got what? A four three and a one one? Like I feel pretty good. And we just drew behold the multiverse. Behold the multiverse. And what happens when you behold yes, the multiverse? I just Berg Strider him. You always behold him. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna behold the the Yarl here. Sorry, we're gonna Berg Strider the Yarl. Yeah. And now like we just have and, a board. Like, and I definitely don't, I don't, like as soon as you draw the six land, you know you, you don't need more, so you get to bottom anything on behold unless it's like I guess specifically a white land. Correct. Oh, and they just pass through. Well, I mean this is this is pretty insane now oh. for us. Yeah. I mean, their first mistake was drafting white black. I mean, I, their second I mistake I, was playing I think, us. I Correct. think white black is a playable archetype. It's just not it, good. It's playable for one person on the table, and that means that person gets all the uncommons that are good, right? Like, like the Fear Jug, yeah, like I mean, the it's like the Clarion cool. Spirit, like the Blood Sky Berserker. The deck I had a deck that had two Clarion Spirits and a bunch of those imps that the. the the guy that gets a counter and flying if you cast two the spells. The pet! The pet, Infernal that Pet. Deck was Even that deck didn't 7-0 because it was black-white. But it was a good deck. I think I drafted my seat correctly. <laughs> and we just drew Frostbite after all this baloney too? Well, that's kind of silly. So we get to Frostbite their Jarl, and then, what, they have a 3-2 flyer, and we get to attack for six, and we still get to behold the multiverse? Well, this is pretty unreasonable. This is, ex yeah, they're just dead. You don't know what's in their deck. Maybe they're ex-reasonable, but like, you know, Mask or Salad Drug. That's true. <laughs> nice, nice Chappelle Show reference, by the way. No, yeah, thanks. I, I know you, I know you dare for me. I know you dare. Yeah, and there's a scoop. I mean, we, our, our curve was very good. And we also got one of our essentially four Lindworms, if you count Lupus U as one. Plus we still had Behold the Multiverse and Nothing but gas to go. Like that was really nice. Um, we have a mirror lake, so it's five lindworms. <laughs> I literally cannot Who's argue it? with that logic whatsoever. Well, friends, a quick victory for us here this week on Friday Night Podcast, and I have to say it was a delight to have Jason and Jesse back here in the Unlucky Lounge to join us for some. 
frivolity and revelry. And while this deck may have gone quick, you know what also went quick? The deck's record, because that was the only win we got off the deck. Womp womp indeed. I, we just had some bad draws against some similar mirror matches, and... Well, you know, sometimes you get a little unlucky. Even though it ended with a 1-3 record, the memories of joining my friends here in the Unlucky Lounge for another draft will stay with me more than anything. But friends, it's time to wrap this one up, but the call to action goes out to all of you. Tell us what you think about call time now that it's in its advanced age. Does it age as well? Also, how do you feel about the Strixhaven spoilers? When you get this episode, if you are one of our patrons, you'll know that I'm about to join this night on Thursday, the 25th of March, with a former guest, Zbex, on her stream playing some Commander. Yes, it's Commander Night on Twitch. Join us there if you got time, and uh, if you're getting this in the future, check out the VOD. And before we get into the game, we are going to be recounting and celebrating some Strixhaven stuff. So please, give it a look-see. Check out Commander Play. Check out our limited stuff. Find us on TikTok, Draft and Draft, Corey. Same on YouTube as well. And if you want to find me on Instagram, Corey Demon Enriquez. And if you want to help the show out, help us out on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Draft and Draft. Help us keep the lights on here in the Unlucky Lounge. And we are going to wave goodbye to call time for a while because we're about to head into flashback season alongside cube time. There's going to be a top-down corset draft format going from corset 19 all the way to 2021 in a three-pack experience. We'll tell you what that is about when it drops and continue to tune in here in the Unlucky Lounge for some more limited fun. Well, friends... It looks like I found the bottom of my drink, and so we reached the end of another episode. My name is Corey, joined alongside Borok, and this has been Draft and Draft, Friday Night Podcast Edition, with special guests Jason and Jesse. Now go out there and make some magical memories of your own. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.